What's up, professional elves? This is the Christmas Pros Podcast, the only podcast for all things professional holiday decorating. Listen in as we meet some special guests, including vendors and industry leaders, to discuss the professional Christmas lighting industry and everything that goes into it. I'm your host, Zach Marker, the head elf. I am also the owner of Elves and Ladders Holiday Lighting in Philadelphia and the founder of Tinsel CRM, the CRM designed for the Christmas lighting industry. While the professional Christmas industry could feel like one giant family, there are certainly competitors just like in any other industry. This podcast does its best to leave all the drama aside and gives you just the facts while having some fun. So pop those headphones in, start your pre-bulbing, and enjoy the show. Welcome back to the Christmas Pros Podcast. This is part two of an interview with Brendan McCaffrey. If you haven't checked out part one yet, head on over to the Christmas Pros Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and check out the first part of this interview. Let's jump right into part two with Brendan McCaffrey. You want to, when you're first starting, you, um, and I believe this, it's what we're doing in our soft washing business too, is find your bread and butter and focus on your bread and butter before you start overextending yourself, having a thousand SKUs in your inventory. Find your bread and butter and what you do really well, what your crew likes doing really well. That's a very, you know, big thing for me, right? If someone's coming into our program and they're asking, you know, what angle to take, you know, everyone's different, you know. Everyone doesn't have to just be, you know, putting nutcrackers out there or, you know, going out and only doing lift work for municipalities or only doing high-end residential. You know, there's so many different things that you could be doing. But the main thing is find out what your bread and butter is. Find out what you guys win at the best. If if it's doing a, a, a ranch and doing just 200 feet of C9 roof line, but you're able to get in and out at $1,600 minimums or $1,800 minimums, you're getting in and out. I mean, that might be better than trying to take on a $6,000 project that requires two bucket lifts or a, a 65-foot boom lift and you know, ground control and having guys flagging traffic, you know, taking up a link. It, it sometimes it's, it, yeah, you're right. It's, you don't want to just start taking everything just to take everything. It's better to find out what you're best at. And it's easier to know that's your base to scale off of. And then all the other things can come along and you could start doing the things, right? Like we never marketed for movies. We've only done two in our existence. They reached out to us both times, right? So we're not actively seeking to do it. Might be a thing to look, you know, in, in the future as we're scaling. But, um, you know, if it was out of our realm, we would have said no. And the only reason why we did it because we were approached, you know. But we're not, that's not our bread and butter. So that's why we're not marketing towards that every single, you know, season. Right. Absolutely. <clears throat> Excuse me. And it's going to take you a little while to find that. Um, you're gonna you're gonna step in shit. You're gonna get over your head, and that's okay. Like no matter what you do, you're gonna get over your head at one point in this industry, and that's okay. There's great forums for this. There's all the Facebook groups, and there's the the connections you make if you do go to a, a, a one or two day training. You're gonna meet people there. Um, not only people that are just learning, but you're also gonna meet the instructors and people that are that have been there before you. And there is no shame in asking for help. And you're going to ask on these forums, hey, we've never done this before. How can we do this? And people are going to be like, if you never did it before, don't do it. Right? They're going to try and turn you away from it. Bullshit. Don't listen to them. 
right? You have to, you're, you're not going to be able to do something. Uh, you're not going to be able to be experienced in something and get good at something unless you step in shit and try it once. And you're going to fail. 100%. You're going to fail. You're going to take, you're going to bid this job for $10,000, right? And, and it's going to cost you $99.50 at the end of the day. And you're going to walk away with nothing. You're going to walk away with nothing in terms of profit, but you're going to walk away with a ton in terms of experience. And the next one, you might still bid that next one at $10,000 doing the exact same job. And maybe you walk away and it costs you $7,000 because you learned a shit ton last year doing it, right? And then next year, you're like, all right, well, $7,000 is the best I'm going to get. And my costs, I'm doing this one for $15,000, right? And you learn every single time you do a different job, you learn. So finding your niche too, like inside of, like obviously, like you said, you don't want to do all these, and you can, but you talked about it a little bit earlier. You A lot of people don't want to, um, do start, start Christmas lighting and then get ready to landscape lighting and then do patio lighting and then do event lighting and, and, and trying to learn them all at the same time. It's very hard to be a jack of all trades. You're going to be a master of none and you're going to be okay at, at all of them, but you might not be the best at any of them. And yeah, and I'm glad you mentioned those Facebook groups and things like that because yeah, you don't want to be discouraged by people. And once again, that ties into our, you know, our program here with XmasLightsExpress.com. It's not just a 90-day program. You're also part of a Facebook group community of all other members and mentors here that are guys that are going to give you information and not, you know, jump down your shirt. There's no room for that. Um, and then after our program, too, for 90 days, we do have an extended membership for people that are just staying trying to grow right they're not going to go through the 90 days and start you know seeing videos again on how to you know install a roof line or how to install a wreath on brick or something like that so that's just another thing i wanted to mention because when you did bring up the facebook groups i do believe that that was a part of all industries that i see that they have problems across the board is that eventually groups that are super helpful and super resourceful, sometimes they become so watered down by additional members that it seems like just like YouTube pages or anything else you find, you start seeing the haters in the comments and stuff like that. And like you're saying, you, you know, you don't want to listen to any of that. You don't want to, if you told someone you were selling lights or renting lights at four dollars a foot and they say you should be getting eighteen dollars a foot you know you don't have to listen to all that and uh at my first convention a, a wise man once told me oh it's your first convention here today i said yeah i'm like any tips that i should know like what should i be looking out for he said you're just going to talk to a lot of people every number that they give you divide by three and that's probably what they're really doing so you never want to listen too much to it's the like, noise. It's like asking a man how many women they slept with. You know, divide that number by three, and then it's it's the exact opposite when you ask the woman multiply that number by three. Number by three. <laughs> <laughs> right. But getting back getting back to the niche thing real quick, um, you you want to find your niche not only in which industry you're going to be doing and, and what you know what you're going to be doing you know outside of Christmas lights, but Within that industry of Christmas lights, you want to find your niche as well. Um, for a lot of people, their niche is just residential installs, and it, it's really good. And Brendan, correct me if I'm wrong. You're doing like eighty to ninety percent residential, right? Yeah, yeah, mostly high end residential. Yeah. Yeah. So you have high end residential. That's your niche. For other people, like, and you could be, you could live right next to Brendan, have an office right next to Brendan, and guess what? 
your your niche can be low end residential. I don't want to say low end. I mean like middle class. Like Brendan's doing three, four, five, six thousand dollar homes consistently, um, and that's his niche. He's marketed to that niche, and and he's got a really good reputation in that niche. But you know, there's a whole other side to that market, which is one and two thousand dollar jobs, which you do some of as well. But you know, for somebody just starting out, that's the low hanging fruit. Um, you know what I mean? You can go out and, 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 and master that niche and you can live right next to Brendan, have an office right next to Brendan and you're in the same exact market, but you're not competing with each other because you're doing something totally different than he's doing. And so I think finding your niche is definitely something that's super important. Uh, up until last year, our niche was, was just that middle-class residential. Uh, I, I personally tend to stay, I mean, Brendan have our our differences on this that we talk about all the time. I'd rather do uh, four, four two thousand dollar jobs or four or five two thousand dollar jobs in a day because um, I'm in and out. I'm quick. Uh, you know, you're talking two to three hundred feet of, of roof line, um, maybe some bushes and, and trees and things like that. Get in and out, get quick. Uh, it's safer for my guys. But Brendan's on the exact opposite side of that. Brendan likes to do the the four or five six seven thousand dollar residential jobs. And we have our differences on that, and that's okay. Like I said, everybody has their niche. But again, you, you can be in the same market as somebody else. Find out what their niche is. If, you, like, if you're not getting any customers, find out what their niche is and go the other way. That's, that's, my, that's my biggest piece of advice with finding your niche. But up until last year, I was on all that middle-class residential, and then all of a sudden, I got thrown through a tailwind when um, uh, a, a small area in Philadelphia called Maniunk, they have Main Street, uh, very similar to like any main street you would expect in a, in a, in a town. There's six or seven blocks of small businesses and it's one after the other. And it's all, it's all um, row, row homes, as we would call them in Philly, or brownstones, as you would call them, Brendan up in New York. They're, they're all connected, excuse me, connected to each other. There's about 50 or 60 businesses on each block. And uh, two years ago, we, we decorated uh, three of them. And then all of a sudden, the, the community reached out to us, the, um, the committee that, that governs that little area. And they said, hey, we want to market your services to all the other different um, vendors out here and merchants and businesses. And so we went from doing three last year or two years ago to doing, um, I think we did close to 30. And it's small commercial is how I'm looking at it. It's, it's all restaurants and, and different things of that nature, very small commercial. But we, we did what, what's known in the industry as Wall of Lights. Um, Martin Zuro out in, I want to say Martin's in Michigan. He is the king of Wall of Lights, or at least he used to be. I'm coming for him. But um, he is the one that taught me Wall of Lights. If you don't know anything about it, check out Martin Zuro, Wall of Lights, Michigan. I think that's probably enough keywords to find it. What we call it in Philly or what I dubbed it in Philly is the Griswold, right? Let's, I'm just trying to stay cute with the name, but market it a little different. It's called a Griswold. I'm basically blanketing the entire building of the entire facade of the building in mini lights uh, and all these different colored schemes. And that seems to be like a second niche for us because like I said, we went from three the first year, two years ago, to doing 30 last year. And there's probably about 250 businesses on that stretch. And I can't tell you how many people reached out after we put lights up and like, we want this done. But it was just too late. So I'm anticipating doubling up there again. Like, I'll, I'll easily probably do 50 to 60 uh, things up there. And so that's a second sub niche or, or a second niche in, in our market that I found. And so we're going to run with it. We're going to market the hell out of it. We're going to run with it. And it's very important to just stay focused on your niche. Uh, if somebody comes to me and says, Hey, we want to do a mall. 
Um, you know what? I want to hang all these big ornaments and all this other stuff you see in your, in your shopping malls and, and things like that. That's not our niche. Can we do it? Yeah. Like I said, we'll probably step in shit and figure it out the first year and then maybe grow from there. Do I personally see value in that for my business? Probably not right now because we still have another niche that we're developing and I really want to get really good at that niche. <clears throat> we kind of got the middle class uh, to lower upper, upper class residential niche. We got that taken care of. That runs like clockwork. And that's, that's always going to be there for us because that's more predictable than anything else in my, in my eyes. It's more predictable than the commercial work. We've seen two years ago the world shut down and nobody, no commercial spaces were spending money. But guess who did? The, re the residential skyrocketed for us. And I think I feel like it, it did across the entire industry, across across the whole country. Yeah, that that was cool to see you you get into that too. It was really cool to see you transfer into the the wall lights and doing things like that, or as you called the Griswold, which I really like. Um, you know, and 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 it it once again relates, right? As a Christmas company, you're going to get things across the table. Of course, we had uh, one of those come across the table that we. Did, that was a, a temple and everything wanted a bunch of different lights and you know those things will come across your table as a Christmas company and sometimes you know on those um, I rather do my high-end residential than you know focus on that you know because my guys don't enjoy it it's a lot more planning it's a lot more um, unknowns right um, there's a lot of uh, unforeseens you're usually doing commercial space that means traffic control pop you know people control below you things like that still make a ton of money and you could you could you know have a great business doing it but if that's not what you enjoy if it's not your bread and butter as we're mentioning you shouldn't probably start attacking that just because you see somebody else doing it. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Don't 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 chase anybody else's um, don't chase anybody else's business model. Everybody's going to have their own. And it's funny you mentioned all those all those different things: uh, traffic control, um, pedestrian control, all those different little things. We ran into all that. We ran into all of that, and for me, it was exciting because it's it's more engaged work. You know the planning it's like I, I today is may 24th and i got out of a meeting yesterday for that area again we're already starting to plan for me i as a business owner i don't want to be on the roof right i don't want to be i mean i will i'll get up there and we all have and we all have to to learn the business but brendan me and you've talked about this many a times our end goal is to get off the truck get off the roof um you know pay those guys to do those types of things uh, I, my and my joy in this whole business is the design aspect. I like to design everything, let my guys go install it, and then you know, like wow, together we did that. But at the end of the day, it was like my vision, right, or, or your vision, kind of coupled with your client's vision. Um, of course, we ask our employees for help when we're doing designs and things like that. Like, you know, there's times you get to a house and you're like, all right, so we quoted them for this many lights and we quoted them for this many reasons, but it looks like we can't put a wreath on that, on that wall for whatever reason, it's a steel wall or whatever the case may be. And we didn't see that at first. So, you know, you ask your guys, what do you think a better option is? We don't want to just knock on the door and say, Hey, we can't do this. We want to knock on the door and say, Hey, we can't do this, but we figured out a different way to do it. What do you think about this? Right. And so a lot of times I'll rely on my guy's experience, uh, on my, my guy's expertise that are out there installing. You ask them, let them be a part of the, the decision making as well. It really makes you, makes them feel more involved than just coming in, hanging lights, and collecting a paycheck. Yeah, I was so surprised. You know, just 
by knowing the type of work my guys liked and knowing that they they don't mind the selling the uh handling those heavy nutcrackers to me it's a pain we got to store them a different way they're heavy but to them they actually enjoy it they 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 laugh too they like seeing the different styles and variations they enjoy it and to be honest it's a high profit item for us so we've done a lot more of that you know um and yeah getting off the truck scaling a business i think that's should be everyone's end goal but of course there's not there's going to be people coming into this industry that want to be owner ops and stuff some people like in the soft washing industry one man one truck uh christmas it's harder to do that but um you know our end goal for sure is to be full automation and um you and i through our friendship we've seen how we're slowly growing and how we uh you know are getting you know one step closer each and every single season so i'm excited for our future plans here with my mr holiday lighting company and our christmas um you know, for me to not be involved on every single install was one of the hardest things to give up. But when you do that, that's the first level of scaling because Christmas lights is very, very unlike any other company or business that you're going to scale. There's a lot that goes into having your guys do a full install especially a new home with new cutting and new wire right and new measurements and all that stuff that's not pre-done it, it it takes a good amount of training and and uh confidence and consistency in in your guys i mean you got to be pretty patient and i feel like um when there is labor problems that i've i've heard in in different sectors I do see sometimes that, you know, you got to train your employees. You got to pay your employees if you want them to go out and start making these crazy numbers that we all want to achieve. It can't be done half um half done you know you could say yeah can we say am i gonna get like blocked or something you know <laughs> but it's like if facebook shuts down our business is gonna be bankrupt but no it's like you know yeah you don't you don't want to be doing anything um you know like that you want to be full throttle know what you're doing know your plan know your execution know that your guys like doing this know that your your system is easy to scale and train and pay your guys well in this industry and i think you will get the rewards that you're looking for and get guys that will come back because you could find seasonal you know workers and you know we'll we'll discuss this and i'm sure you'll discuss this in your podcast as it grows you know more and more with labor but there's ways to keep guys around and there's ways to lose them too yeah yeah absolutely one of the biggest struggles for me uh transitioning from a guy with a couple friends that hangs lights to an actual business was that pay jump, you know, because a couple of friends, they were in college or um, had like day jobs, but all of college age. They, they were okay for working with 12 to $15 an hour cash under the table. You can't scale that way. Um, you're never going to scale that way, especially when you have to start paying people on the books because you should have to pay people on the books, uh, especially in what we do with the safety factor and, um, you know, insurance and, and workman's comp and all that stuff. We won't get into that, but 
you can't pay you can't pay twelve dollars, fifteen dollars an hour on the books. But yeah, I don't even think you legally can anymore. I think uh, minimum wage is up higher than that. But you're not going to keep them guys, even if you could. You're not going to keep them guys. Uh, and if you do keep them guys coming back, they just don't give a shit. They're not going to they're not going to spend the extra time to make sure that this this bell is fluffed right or these bulbs are all placed facing the same way. They don't care if they're here to collect a paycheck. You want the guys that uh, you're going to pay. You want the guys that want a career. Uh, which brings us circles us back to what I said earlier about how hard it is to find seasonal help. That's the biggest struggle. You want the guys that want a, that want a career, but you can only offer them work for a few months out of the year, and so you have to get creative to figure that out. But you definitely have to pay your guys in this industry. Um, like I think my my lowest guy now is like twenty one bucks an hour, um, and and I go up all the way almost to thirty. Um, I actually do. I have one guy that's on staff that pays that I pay thirty dollars a year, and he's a part time guy for me. He's uh, my best foreman. He's a five thirty dollars a year. That guy's cheap. Yeah, man, I know. I'll get forty <laughs> of those guys. Thirty dollars. Yeah, thirty dollars. <laughs> I pay him now. I pay him thirty dollars a minute. Um, no, just get it. But uh, I pay. I had to. T- I had to take that. It was a good setup. I'm like thirty bucks a year. You know, these markets are very different over here. You know. <laughs> no, but I. I have this guy that I pay thirty bucks an hour, um, and he comes. He's a fireman, and that's uh, side note. Firemen are a really good opportunity for employees, at least that I found, uh, because in our in our area in Philadelphia, they work four on four off, uh, so they get they have up to four days in a row to give you, which is great. Um, and if you structure your, your jobs around them, you actually get seven days of production, uh, productive production, because you got these four guys that are working these four days. And then, you know, two days later, another four guys comes on and they're not tired because they sleep in the, the firehouse all day. <laughs> um, you know, but they're, they're ready to go to work. They're only working four days a week for you, but you have, you know, you're offsetting your four days. Some days we have six guys, some days we have four guys, some days we have two guys, depending on their schedule. But we found really good success for them. The downside for that is finding good foremen. Um, finding the good foremen that are able to work, I don't want to say around the clock, but are able to run out, run a crew, no matter who you put in there, no matter what day, that's the biggest challenge for us. I think if you find great foremen and you find okay employees, your foreman will make those okay employees great employees. I'm a true believer in that. Uh, and one of the hardest things right now, at least for me and my business, is finding great foremen. Because how do you go and train somebody and then three weeks later make them a foreman, right? You gotta, you almost kind of feel like you have to have somebody that's a foreman that's been around the block for at least a year. But those guys aren't the guys that are coming back. They're not returning because, again, they're out there looking for a job. I give them a job for four, five, six months, and then I have to stop giving them work. And naturally, they're going to go out and find another job that's not seasonal. And that's just, that's again, that's just another nature of the beast. Uh, but that's one of the biggest struggles that I'm having in my company right now. Yeah, there's some strategies, right, that that um, you could try in imploring your business, like um, solar roof guys and things like that. Maybe some construction guys where... If you're in a climate like us up north in the northeast where it gets colder, they might not be doing whatever job they had in the summer, maybe a pool company service or a gutter cleaning service, you know, or, you know, you want to think more ladders, right, guys that know how to be on a ladder. But I I do believe in that firmly, too. That foreman on your crew is going to make that truck. 
and that truck is going to make your revenue, and that revenue is going to make you rich. So <laughs> that 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 foreman is is a big piece. It's it's critical. Um, you could probably have two D's around one A foreman, and they will be all looking like a rock star group. You know, but um, you know, obviously, you want good guys to accompany your foreman, so he's not doing all the the heavy lifting too. He's doing more of the making sure production's happening at the rate that it needs to happen and um, making sure things get done and no service calls and all that good stuff. So, but yeah, that's a very important piece and that's, uh, you know, that's all we could probably talk about labor because labor we could talk about probably for the next three years straight right now. And I'm sure a lot of people will have things to chime in too about that. Yeah, just one last note on that. For me and my business, my foreman acts as a buffer between me and the guys. And what I mean by that is I'm the type of person that doesn't like to go out and yell and, and, and scream at my guys for doing like I don't I want to be liked and I, I like liking my I like having my employees like me and everybody should be that way. But uh, and I'm not saying that, you know, when they, you know, drop a, a 60 inch wreath from 40 feet in the air and it cracks in half you can't be angry and reprimand them but um the good a good foreman acts as a buffer right they're going to be the ones that be like oh my god like you got to get your shit together like get your shit together or you're out of here right you know for lack of better words um to where we we necessarily don't want to be that guy right we're the business owner we want to deal with that shit we want to let we want to let people deal with, with the hard things and we'll deal with our foreman. We find good foreman, we find good people. I think that's, that's probably, you know, the, uh, the end of the labor talk for now. <laughs> All right, I want to switch gears a little bit. Uh, switch a little bit to marketing. So you're doing something a little different that we don't see very much um, and that is having like a a catalog on your social media. I've seen you have a catalog on your social media, like a PDF version of your catalog um, that has different uh, different th products, different services, different looks. Um, where did you come up with that idea? Because I think that's a genius idea. And whether you're actually going to get those catalogs printed, I don't know. Maybe you can tell me. Um, and if you get them printed, like you're gonna, do you go to all your different? Do you go to all your different houses or just like some? Yeah. So like for quotes. So yeah, for the actual catalogs. We have a few different types of catalogs that we're implementing. Um, so we have the one that we always have, which is showing our customers a catalog of all our products. So, you know, the C9 bulbs, right, the wreath, the nutcrackers, all those items that they, they, they can, uh, you know, customize too if they want, you know, two reindeers in this Santa or just two Santas, whatever they want, right? We have that catalog we'll send for helping, you know, this customer sell themselves. It's like the, the catalog. It's like a, an online mall. This one that you saw was my virtual assistant, the office admin we have. She wanted something to sort of show customers on Facebook, too, when she's interacting with them and qualifying them as a lead. So something not as intense and pricey and all that stuff like a catalog, but more of a showcase catalog without any pricing. And, yeah, so she did that. And then we are right now, I don't think you saw it. I didn't even send it to you. But we have our new catalogs, real sales catalogs, brochures to drop off to for that shows all all the lighting, the Christmas lights, 
low voltage, the wedding lights, sort of what you saw there, but a more professional look with our logos and stuff. And yeah, that one should be a moneymaker. Some frequent asked questions in there. So if we're leaving it for a customer we just installed, they know things about the timers with the Christmas lights. They know thing about the timers with the low voltage. They understand things too. Even though that would be on, a, on the website, it's something that when you're selling them and they see that you have something like that, it sort of shows you're going that extra that extra route. But um, yeah, so the VA is, is, is the one who created the one you saw that you enjoyed. And, you know, she's, she's constantly impressed with me with a lot of things like that too. Um, as far as the, you had something else in there too. I forget what you, it was a question. It was sort of the end part of the question. Oh, just, I think it was just like, how did you come up with that? And, and, but I think you answered that. Um, so yes, yeah, so you have a couple different catalogs. I, I think that's a genius idea. Um, we're all going to have websites. Most companies have a Christmas lighting website, whether it's, you know, you make it on Wix or you have somebody make it for you, whatever. Uh, they all do the job. Um, they all do the job in serving as uh, a showcase for you. But I think it's really cool that when you're, because a lot of our leads come in through like Facebook. And so we get a lot of Facebook messages. And so a lot of times people don't even look at our website. They just see our ads on Facebook and message us. And, and our, our office uh, admins will go back and forth with them. So I think it's really cool that you kind of had this PDF already created and says, Here's some things you can look at. You know, again, just like a lookbook. It's a couple different styles. You can do different, um, different lighting patterns, different color patterns on the lights. Where you can have a couple different pictures of the different wreaths placed on like the gables and and um, teardrops and garland around the posts and, and columns and things like that, showing all the different things that you can actually do. Because people realize, people don't realize. They're calling you for Christmas lights. They think you're going to put Christmas lights on their roof line, not realizing that you do all these other different things. So I think being able to just fire off a PDF and say, hey, take a look at this. Let us know what you're interested in. I think that's a genius idea. Yeah. Yeah, well, thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, the, uh, I wish I could take credit for that one. Um, we have all the other catalogs I like, but when she created that one as a softer one to show people, yeah, she hit it, uh, the nail on the head on that one. Yeah, absolutely. So that brings us to a, another topic um, that has personally changed my business for the better. Um, and I th think after being in your ear for long enough, it's changed yours for the better, and that's virtual assistants. Um, I found my virtual assistant for the first time last year, and wow, what a difference it makes. Um, for a Christmas lighting company to hire an office admin it's tough because it brings you back to the same cycle we've been talking about where you're really only hiring them seasonally. And if they're great, they're probably gonna go out and get another job somewhere else and you lose them for next year. Virtual assistant uh, is, is a whole different game changer for us because we're able to hire somebody at a much lower rate than we're used to. Uh, but it's also, if you get them in the right places, you're, you're paying them a good salary where they live. Um, and so what that allows us to do is it allows us to, um, it basically allows us to pay less for a same service while also giving somebody a good living wage. Like we're not doing slave labor, um, but it also allows us to keep them on staff, or at least me personally, keep, keep her on staff all year round at an affordable rate. This way I know I have her when the season starts. So you have, how many virtual assistants do you have? Just one? 
Yeah, we currently have one right now. And how do you, is it a, that's a she, right? Yeah, yeah, she, we went through a website to find her, um, and, you know, training is, is like anything else, um, I do spend my time with her, um, I do a lot of screening calls, things like that, um, testing her out, telling her to hop on my calls when I'm selling jobs, um, Google Drive will be your best friend when it, when it comes to, uh, that in Slack, when it comes to hiring a VA, you want scripts, you want pricing sheets, you want them to have access to everything, so they're not messaging you every second of the day, saying, you know, I'm stuck, I'm stuck, I'm stuck. And, 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 that, um, and that's, that's stuff that you're going to be uh, providing or, or teaching in, in Christmas Lights Express, right? Correct. That's why that, ex, you know, this you know, xmaslightsexpress.com, this training is, it's hard to compare it and sit here and say, how is it like or how is it unlike another Christmas lighting training? Because it's not really just Christmas lights. The things you're going to learn like that about a VA and how to implement someone to operate your office, you could translate that into your landscaping business. You could have a, a personal VA and, and do like what I joke about. You know, she's so good, I might hire her cousin to start booking my tea times on, on Saturday for golf and start reminding me when to, you know, change the shoelaces out of my boots. And, you know, like the the efficiency you get out of it is is amazing, but you speak to some people and they have a complete opposite experience. So um, I really believe that there is a system on how to find a great VA and you will save a ton of money if you find a good one. And for us, you'll start having in 90 days or less, which is actually what happened for us because we hired her for the first time in February, right when we were starting this new uh, soft washing season. And um, she's booking two to three thousand dollars a day in washing right now. So, you know, it, it's it's very very doable. Um, and once again, if you have trainings and systems in place, it's so easy a caveman can do it. Yeah, I think the biggest thing with hiring a VA, the biggest misconception is um, you're going to hire a VA and they're just magically going to be great and, and run your business. And that's not the case. You need to put in the work to train them because every business runs different. And even if they don't even come from a, 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 a business background or anything like that, um, you need to train them just like any other employee. Uh, the thing with VAs is you need to train them to do so much more than every other employee because you're training them to replace you in a matter. Uh, you're training them to do your quotes. You're training them to... Um, do all these different things, run your Facebook, run your social media, um, run your calendar, everything. You're training them to think like you. And it's not easy to train somebody to do that because you don't really understand how you think yourself. And so I think the biggest misconception is that you're just going to get a VA. They're going to change everything. Uh, you don't have to put in any work. And I think they, those are the people that that have the negative um, feedback on VAs is because they didn't take the time and put in the training. And so if you're thinking about hiring a VA for your Christmas light business, realistically, it's a good idea to hire that VA July, August and spend 
tons of time to train that VA uh, because once September hits, once October hits, you don't have time to train them and you're like, I'll just do it myself and your VA sitting on her hands and you're wasting money. That was my experience. Um, I brought mines in in August or I think maybe even early September and I created all these different videos to train her. Um, and training's not hard. Training doesn't have to be hard. You can literally screen record your computer going through your CRM. All right, here's how you create a client and just do it. Just do it and talk through it. That's all you need to do. Um, they're smart enough. I mean, I'm not, I'm making them sound like they're monkeys, like talking about them like that, but they're not. There's people and they're smart enough to understand if you do something once for them and they have a video to refer back to later on, they're going to figure it out. And that's the case for almost every aspect of your business, um, at least virtually on your computer. Anything that they can do, um, you can do and put into a video to train them. Right, right. And that, that's what's going to lead you to the path of scalability, if that is your your path. And I believe that's what, what's been missing for a bunch of people. And that's why I'm super excited to dive in and start helping people get through all the different challenges we spoke about in just this little podcast that, that we hopped on. And of course, there's a lot more, right? And it's about getting that head start and getting that knowledge so you really can be profitable and also not grow as many gray hairs your first season, you know, not have as many crazy stories as a lot of people had in their first seasons, you know, don't be the guy that had to learn how to price because he lost money on jobs. Don't be like us when we first started, right? Don't be like me where you're driving two hours away to go help a friend out and then you can't even do the job because... You're not even thinking, oh, yeah, it's too high. We don't have ladders for that, you know. So just know what you're doing and um, find your bread and butter. And for sure, um, you know, I'm always willing to help people out. Feel free to message me on Facebook. And as long as I'm not growing gray hairs, I'll definitely respond. Yeah, absolutely. That's one of the biggest challenges, too, when you're starting out in this industry is everybody is so helpful and july and august when it comes up when it comes october november it's not that nobody wants to be helpful it's like we got our own problems over here we got to figure this shit out we don't have time to teach you and teach our guys and, and learn our stuff and do that so it's it's too much you, you do got to enjoy that sometimes when um you're watching a 65 foot boom lift being dropped off for you know a five figure residential job and your phone just keeps ringing and you're like who is this from milwaukee wisconsin i have no friends family i finally answer after like four times 7 30 in the morning hello brendan how can i help you oh hey brendan um i just saw that you had a company uh, in one of these groups uh how much do you charge for c9s for your customers <laughs> And, and how do you price jobs, you know? And, of course, yeah. Um, at that moment, as nicely as I could say it, was, dude, stop calling me. I don't have time until probably February to, to talk to you about something like that. But um, being called that much, too, during the season as well from – um, a bunch of guys that just I like networking. I've met at some different events. 
I saw the demand out there for a decent product that really helps dive into everything. And, um, you know, that's, that's just where it's led us. And I'm glad that us as friends in this industry have seen each other grow with our companies and now have different ventures in this industry to help promote the industry and, and become a better one, you know, with your, uh, program that's coming out with tinsel um well that's out right um but you know that's being really launched here and now being uh put into the marketplace for everybody to use and um this is what it's all about it's all about making it easier for the christmas light installer because in turn if this crm makes it easy for us it makes it easier for the va and it makes it easier for every other person that you hire in that company moving forward yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. All right, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll have a couple more questions for Brendan. But uh, we'll see you in a minute. Today's episode is sponsored by our very own Tinsel CRM. Tinsel CRM is a Christmas installer industry-specific software to keep track of all of your Christmas lighting clients and projects. Tinsel CRM logs invoices and payments, handles scheduling, and keeps track of all of your inventory. Tinsel CRM basically runs your Christmas light business for you. For more information, head on over to tinselcrm.com. That's T-I-N-S-E-L-C-R-M.com. Enter promo code CPP to get a special rate of just $69 per month with no long-term subscriptions, which means you can cancel anytime. Once again, that's tinselcrm.com. Promo code CPP, which stands for Christmas Pros Podcast. Just for all viewers to know, we are at 1.20 a.m. here, Memorial Day week. Yes, Brent, Brendan is a tough person to get a hold of for a few hours. So um, we've, been, we've been trying to schedule this interview <clears throat> for the last probably close to a month. Um, and we had it all lined up ready to go uh, for another late night, um, probably about three weeks ago. And he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm finishing up this, this landscape demo, landscape lighting demo, and I'm going to head home and uh, we'll set it, I'll set up on my end and we'll get going. And he gets home and uh, his wife, yeah, <laughs> you guys can't see it, but Brendan's giving me like the, uh, the big the old roller coaster going down. Yeah, roller coaster going down. It, it all, all shit hit the fan. His wife was there with a few people, and they were partying and drinking. He's like, dude, there's no way I can get a quiet space right now. Volume, it's volume on the stereo for the music is on volume ear bleed. You know. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it was only like three or four days before I went to Clipicon, and so we didn't have enough time to uh, get another time scheduled. And then I came back from Clipicon. Uh, on Sunday night, late Sunday night, and then on Monday night, uh, I went to St. Lucia for my honeymoon for a week. So there was like a two-week period where like there was just it just wasn't going to happen. And so, fine, you know, he's like, "Listen, text me when you get back from the honeymoon, and we'll figure it out." And so I did. I actually texted him eight thirty tonight, and I'm like, "Hey, when do you have time for the podcast?" He's like, "I can do it tonight." I'm like, "All right, what time?" <laughs> and like a half hour later or an hour later, we're like getting ready to get set up and. Finally got him on the podcast. I am here. I am here. So I like that little um that little jingle you had there that led into this seg segue um talking about that tinsel CRM program that you 
created. Uh, I would definitely love to learn more. I know as friends we have spoken uh, here and there about it, but um, because of that busy schedule that you were talking about, I haven't even fully caught up on everything that it, um, the features are and, and launching. So how's everything been going with that? Yeah, absolutely. So we officially launched Tinsel CRM. Uh, so or let me back up a step. We went to Transworld back in March. We had a booth at Transworld, and at that point we were opening up our beta program. And uh, we didn't expect to have too many people interested, given that Transworld is not super laser-focused to uh, Christmas light industry or Christmas light installers. I mean, obviously there's Christmas light installers there, but the, uh, the bulk of Transworld is for haunted houses and the Halloween side. And so I went in there with uh, low hopes, but some hopes. And uh, it turns out... At that show, we had over 50 companies sign up for our beta program. And that was a big eye-opener. I'm like, wow, we really do have something here. And uh, the time between Transworld in March and Clipicon in May, we had most of those companies go through our beta program, just do our due diligence and, and um, find all the bugs and things like that. Um, side note, Tinsel is not a program I created for the mass market. Tinsel was a program I created for our own internal use for Elves and Ladders, my Christmas light installer company. And uh, I showed it to a few people, I think Brendan included, and everyone gave the same response, like, dude, you gotta put this out there. Like, everybody's gonna wanna use this. And so I did, and officially at Transworld, we launched. Uh, we had double-digit signups right at Transworld, and we've been growing every day since. Um, so it's really been a good, um, a good journey for us so far. Tinsel, what does Tinsel do? It's basically a CRM, customer relationship management software. It takes care of your clients, your projects, your invoices, your uh, scheduling. Uh, it does inventory as well, which is really helpful. And it does it quite seamlessly to a point where um, you don't really have to worry about editing your inventory uh like if you do your inventory on a spreadsheet every time you pull something from your inventory you gotta go back to that spreadsheet kind of do it tinsel uh, manages to kind of do it all based on your projects that have been accepted which is what you're doing anyway and so it's really like a low low effort uh way to do that and that's kind of been the that's kind of been the focus when designing tinsel is how do we make everything low effort and seamless and uh there's a guy there's a guy, Joe, I think it's JVS Christmas Lights. I think he's up in New York near you, Brendan. And uh, when I was giving him the demo, he came up with a good term that I love. He said, it's temperature IQ. He said, room temperature IQ. I love when things are room temperature IQ. Uh, basically meaning it's not too hard to grasp the concept. And I thought that was a really cool uh, thing for him to say. But yeah, we have right now, at it, it's got a really good core. Uh, like I, the things I mentioned there's a whole lot in the pipeline still coming. We're, we're working on a whole lot of different things, an estimator app, um, uh, map views for your scheduling, so you can, you can schedule your jobs together just by looking at a map. Uh, we're also working on a mock-up software where you can design the actual lights on the, on the photos of the houses. There's, there's just so many cool things that are coming that I, I'm like ready to like hire 40 more developers just to get it done because I have all these cool ideas and we're bottlenecking because of how many cool ideas we have and a lot of it's based on feedback that we got at the two shows 
Um, so yeah, I mean, we're, we had a really good journey with it so far, but we're just starting. So um, you've heard it in the, in the ad uh, a few seconds ago. If you're interested, just go to tinselcrm.com and uh, fill out the form. If you just have questions on it, you can always email me, admin at tinselcrm.com. Uh, we have a great support team that's always there as well. It's not like I'm a one-man shop running this out of my basement. We are a, an actual company with actual support team and developers and things like that. We do payment processing and all that fun stuff. So, yeah, I mean, if you have any questions on it, let me know. Cool, cool, yeah. So, yeah, and I saw that it's no long-term commitment I heard in there. Um, so month-to-month type deal, is that how um, the program's working right now? Yep, absolutely. So we have two deals. You can do month to month. Regular rate is eighty nine bucks a month. Uh, if you're a Christmas Pros podcast listener, you get it for sixty nine bucks a month, uh, and that's month to month with no uh, commitment. You can sign up this month and cancel next month. No big deal. Uh, we also do have an annual rate, so that if you um, if you pay the full rate up front, you get a bit of a discount as well. I think I think that's like eight twenty eight a year which turns out to be 69 bucks a month. So if you're a Christmas Pros podcast, don't worry about getting that annual membership. You can go right ahead and just sign up on the um, monthly subscription. Check it out. If you don't like it, cancel it. Um, I'm more than happy to give you a full walkthrough demo on it on a Zoom call or anything like that as well, where we can actually dive deep into it. You can ask all your questions uh, before you actually sign up and pay for anything. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask too. How um, have you found... Uh, setting people up. Um, it sounds a lot of people had good feedback. Obviously, I've gotten to see it a little bit myself. Super user friendly. So, you know, not taking as much time out of your day as some other softwares I've used before where it felt like it's going to take me four weeks just to get through these videos. Yeah, no, absolutely. We have a great, like I said, we have a great support staff and developers. Um, and one of the major things that was a pushing, like a key factor for me. I said that we're not, I, I didn't want to put the software out there with no documentation on how to use it. Um, so we have a great support page, uh, help documents and all that fun stuff. We're working on right now, turning all of those written documents into videos. Um, and just circling back to, you know, if you have a VA or office staff, th- those videos will serve as training for them to get started. You don't have to actually, you know, learn it yourself and then teach them. You can just, you know, learn it together by just reading the, reading the uh, documents and, and in the near future, looking through all the videos and things like that. So that's one thing. Um, and again, that comes back to my experience with our teaching our VA uh, how to run our CRM. Um, I had to literally sit there and create videos and say, this is how you create a client. This is how you create a project. This is how you do this. This is how you do that. And so that's exactly what we're going to give you um, in, the ne- in the coming weeks as far as video trainings. Um, you know, this is how you create a client, this is how you create a project, this is how you create an invoice and, and step by step and you don't have to learn it and then physically teach your VA, just say, hey, go through these brokers, go through these videos and this is exactly what you need to do. And they're, again, it's gonna be super room temperature IQ. Um, it's super simple to understand. It's, we're not trying to make this really complicated system. We're trying to make a very sophisticated system, but very simple to use. Right, I like that, I like that. Yeah, I'm very excited to see where, um, you know, even the season of everything for Christmas lights, the I'm excited to see where Tinsel's going. I'm excited to see where our Xmas lights express.com will be going, where 
some of these uh, conventions are going. I like to visit HBL's convention each season and see where product and stuff. I know vendors have some new things out there. Um, RGB bulbs, uh, the C9 RGBs are the new thing yeah. right now. Yeah, that's that's uh, Holodynamics. That is a really cool project. Eric Terkelson um, revealed that at, at Trans, I'm sorry, at uh, Clippicon. And it's funny how they did that too. I don't know if I ever told you this, Brendan. So they had a booth there as well. And uh, on their, they were like the, they were the speaker on the last day at like two o'clock. The event was over at like five o'clock. And so they, uh, they had a, a case on their, on their booth, on their table with a handcuff on it, almost like a handcuff briefcase. And they were handcuffing it to one of their employees, Ed, who's a great guy. And through the entire event, Ed's walking around with this briefcase handcuffed to himself and it created so much buzz because everybody's like what's in the box what's in the box right <laughs> that whole thing and it created so much buzz and then they finally revealed it on stage it was really cool um so yeah they have retrofit c9 rgb so it works with any light socket line um it has a little dash really cool product we're i'm talking with eric now we're going to have him on the show uh in the near future as well so we'll get more information on that as well. But yeah, I agree. I always like to go to the different conventions and see all the different things that are coming out. Yeah, this year should be super exciting. Yeah, I'm super excited to see what this year has to offer. All right, so we're at the end of our show. And um, Brendan, I'm going to start a new tradition on this show. I'm going to call it Rapid Fire. All right. And I'm going to ask you a few quick questions, and I just want the first answer that comes to your mind. Are you ready? That could be dangerous. Okay, yes. It's not going to be dangerous, I promise. It's very simple, and it's very <laughs> fun. <laughs> All right, ready? First question. What's your favorite Christmas movie? Home Alone. Ooh, same. I actually have two, Home Alone and The Santa Claus. Yeah, Tim Did Allen. Yep. Yep, yep. I'm put with on you the, there. Put on the suit, become the man. <laughs> All right. Uh, next one, and this one's going to be a little bit harder. What's your favorite Christmas cookie? Gingerbread man. Gingerbread man. Okay, very nice. I like the sugar cookies, and I also like the pizzas. They're my top two. Yeah, I like, playing, with, I like playing with the ginger man, you know, let him run around, you know. <laughs> and then eat all of a sudden, head. eat the head off just... Ah. And you got to, oh, my gumdrops. <laughs> Shrek. From Shrek, that's funny. Right. All right. What's your favorite Christmas song? Um, honestly, August Burns Red, the Carol of the Bells. They do, it's a rock band that I listen to. They just yep. do uh, a version of it, which is pretty cool. That's awesome. Um, I have two. One is from Home Alone. It's... Um, Somewhere in my memory, which is like the theme song for Home Alone. I'm not going to sing it. <laughs> uh, and the other one, which is ironic because you live in New York and I live in Philly. The other one is called uh, Christmas in New York by Leah Michelle. I don't know why that song just puts me in uh, the Christmas like spirit. I, I don't know. It's not a very common song. Not a lot of people know it, but it's one of my, my top two. Yeah, I'm going to have to check that out. Uh, if it's in New York, I should know that, right? Yeah, it's called, it's called Christmas in New York. Silver bell. <laughs> All right, last one. What is your favorite Christmas drink? It's so it's so easy to say eggnog, but honestly, I hate eggnog. So, my favorite Christmas drink 
It's pretty much nothing Budweiser. special. <laughs> it would be my Budweiser beer near the fire, near the family, and that feels like the Christmas beer when the, the fire's on and everyone's together. Yep, love that. All right, mine's is actually eggnog. <laughs> uh, every every uh, Christmas Eve, all right, I have two, of course, because I have two for every question, why not? Uh, eggnog and limoncello, even though limoncello is not necessarily a Christmas drink, but uh, it is it is in my family. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, should I have had the backup uh, uh, answer to mine? I've only gave you my one. I should have gave you my backup just in case. You know? well, what, what's your backup? <laughs> no, but that's funny with the limoncello. I understand that, too, with the family. We've had an aunt that uh, once had too much limoncello in Christmas, so it's a Christmas drink in our family, too, the limoncello. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. We have uh, every year on Christmas Eve, I have a friend who makes homemade eggnog. Uh, and it's, I'm not kidding, it's its a big old punch bowl. Like he puts a whole thing of ice cream, a whole three bottles of liquor, and he, make, he makes his homemade eggnog. And so every year on Christmas Eve, I drop off a couple bottles of limoncello that well, somebody in my family makes, and he gives me that. And then I take that eggnog to, to my aunt's house where we spend Christmas Eve. And I kid you not, by the end of dinner, that whole thing's gone. And it's not a little, it's not like a gallon jug. It's probably like four gallons worth of eggnog. And by the end of, by, by like middle or end of dinner, it's gone. We didn't even open the gift set or anything like that. I'm, sh- I'm sure the bathroom the next day is all liquids. <laughs> we won't talk about what happens on Christmas Day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, I, I, was, I, was, I was scared of the next question. What do you do to prepare for all that eggnog on yeah. Christmas Day? <laughs> no, that's it for rapid fire. Four simple questions. You fast. <laughs> okay, cool. I'll take it. All right, awesome. All right, so that is it for today. Brendan, thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, I have a lot of editing to do. We talked about a whole lot. But uh, thank you so much for being on the Christmas Pros Podcast, and good luck with Christmas Light Express. Yes, thank you very much for this opportunity. Appreciate it. Um, Wish all the best to you and the success for this podcast. I think it's going to be one that a lot of people tune into into this industry and good luck with tinsel the crm the future crm for our christmas lighting industry thank you sir all right take care bye-bye merry christmas